Truth what happens is, as children grow up, we start to educate them progressively from the waist up. And then we focus on their heads, and slightly to one side. I think of the old days, you were better off. Because nowadays, they're all specialists. Everyone's becoming better and better. And less and less. And eventually, someone's going to be superb. Like Our education systems have mined our minds in the way that we strip mined the earth for a particular commodity. And for the future, it won't serve us. We have to rethink the fundamental principles on which we're educating our children. We're not here to tell everybody that they're wrong and we're right. We're not saying that we have all the answers, but um, we'd like to present a different way of looking at it. Hello, uh, welcome to China Education, episode 39. My name is Drew Reichard, and I'm an ESL teacher at MEF International Schools in Izmir, Turkey. Yeah, hi, Drew. Welcome to the China Dedication Show. Great to have you on. Turkey, wow. Uh, <laughs> you are our first official teacher from Turkey. Woo-hoo. Uh, or shall we say teaching in Turkey, uh, l- l- let us know how, how, why, what brought you to Turkey? Uh, after university, I wanted a bit of an adventure. And I guess you could call it a gap year, but in America, we don't really have a gap year. Um, I just mm. wanted to get my degree and see where it could take me. And I had studied abroad in Germany and met some Turks and they said, come to Turkey It'll be a great experience. And when I got to Turkey, I ended up uh, falling in love and have been here ever since. <laughs> ah, wonderful. When you say falling in love, you mean falling in love with teaching or also a double whammy, falling in love with maybe someone from Turkey? Uh, someone from Turkey, for sure. But also, I really got to define my methodology and grow here as a teacher uh, by starting in Turkish private elementary schools and then working my way up into an international level. So best of both worlds, really. Yeah. And how long have you actually been in Turkey for? This will be my seventh year. Wow. Wow. Brilliant mm-hmm. stuff. Great stuff, Drew. Um, and I have to ask, being obviously China Jedi, China Jedication, do you have any links to China? Have you worked there before? Uh, yeah. Any connections with uh, Zhongguo? Sure. Uh, well, my I had recently applied to an American school in Guangzhou. And I had an interview there, uh, unsuccessful, but it was still nice to have the opportunity to get that experience. And I have friends that have moved to Shenzhen and they love it. I have a friend actually now, a colleague friend, he's moving to Hong Kong next Mm year. Um, Mm -hmm. So it, it seems like a lot of people around me have been to China. Uh, you six, seven years in Turkey, Drew. So as I said, you looked at the American school in Guangzhou. So is there a kind of a wish or a want or an inkling to, you know, for you and, and your partner to, to maybe experience China at some point? Absolutely. Uh, currently, we are in the, the hunt, I should say. And we would we weren't really sure about how China would be. But then after the interview, we realized that the, the American school there seem to provide a lot of good opportunities and experience and growth. So we are not ruling it out like we had before. We are actually feeling positive about possibly looking down the line in the future for a, a move to China. Uh, great. Well, all I can say is it is uh, 
it is a fantastic uh, country really really just in a massive growth spurt at the moment which comes with its pluses and minuses but let's let's delve more into turkey i'm looking forward to this uh, but first we must start with a game and yes it's uh it's guess the gap oh we chat waiting we chat waiting we chat waiting me we chat waiting we chat waiting come to my party Okay, Drew, guess the gap. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a famous quote, a teaching quote, although I, I don't know how many quotes in teaching are actually famous. Um, if you would have told me this that the researchers gave me, I wouldn't have actually known it. Uh, this is uh, it's an anonymous quote. Woohoo. And, uh, and it goes like this. I'm going to leave the, one of the words out and you're going to try and guess, obviously, the gap, the blank, um, uh, what fits in and makes sense. So here we go. It is this. Teaching blank all other professions okay and there you go you can think about that as we do the pod um i can think of a multitude of things uh, <laughs> good or bad that could go in there from looking at this so we'll Absolutely. see <laughs> we'll see we'll see what you come up with later true so let's get back into your story where are you from i am from a place called chambersburg pennsylvania the united states of america okay it's South Central, PA, right on the border of Maryland. Maryland. Uh, so east side. Um... Uh, east Coast. Yeah, Pennsylvania is technically not East Coast, but it is East Coast. It's Philly is East Coast, uh, but I'm about two and a half hours from Philadelphia. Okay. I mean, the only only link I've got with that is I, I took a bus from New York down to Washington, uh, D.C. <laughs> sometime, actually to check out the Teach Now um, office oh, yeah. uh, to see if it was all legitimate and i remember uh, the signs to maryland uh, that would be maryland right yeah well we say maryland but of course you know <laughs> <laughs> let's not talk about that true okay so um in, in terms of growing up uh, kind of near the east side where, where did you go to school how, how did that work out you know from from uh, primary or should you say elementary up to university yeah where, where did that, all that happen Right. So I went to Chambersburg Area Senior High School, which is in my hometown. It's public school. Mm-hmm. My graduating class was like 600 or so. So it was a very large school. Wow, yeah. After that, uh, yeah, after that, I pursued uh, elementary ed at a place called IUP, which is Indiana University of Pennsylvania. Uh, that was out near the Pittsburgh Way. Mm-hmm. Didn't really like it too much. So I transferred after my freshman year or my first year to a place called Westchester University of Pennsylvania, which is on the opposite side of the state, about 45 minutes from uh, about 20 so miles, 45 minutes to an hour uh, from Philly. And I redefined my studies and chose German as a second language uh, with teaching a foreign language as an optional certificate. So I kind of went different ways there. Yeah. Okay. So that's where the German goes in. Cause you did say earlier, didn't you then, uh, was it part of the course then that you went and studied in Germany? Cause you, you said that earlier, didn't you? It was, yes. So you can choose to do, um, a semester or a full year. I did a semester from March to July in a place called Marburg, which is North of Frankfurt. And it was a wonderful experience. So my university was able to allow me to do a study abroad program and gain the cultural and language knowledge that I still use today. And 
I, I hear when you said the word Frankfurt, you 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 said it in a very uh, that was a terrible probably a uh, uh, copy of it in a very nice German uh, <laughs> way of speaking. So I, I guess your your German's very good, yeah, and your language ability. I don't want to toot my own horn, but I, I like to think that it's okay. I can I can manage pretty well with speaking, and you know, if you don't use language, you it's not necessarily that you you lose it, but mm. it can be come a bit rusty so uh, i think my german's very good but i'd like to continue using it more so than i do now mm. i should say yeah indeed going through your your schooling that you've just briefly described uh, does a, a teacher come up a favorite teacher um if you've got to pick one uh that you could tell us about absolutely uh, i can remember exactly fifth grade i had a teacher named mr kimball and he, I still call him Mr. Kimple to this day, 20 some years later, just can't break the habit. Uh, he was, I believe it was his first year actually teaching and he was a, an American football coach. So he was a bigger kind of guy and you just respected him and you, you wanted to do the work that he set out and you didn't want to, um, how can I say, you didn't want to disappoint him in the classroom. Not that he had a temper or anything. It's just you gave that teacher that respect. So I think I kind of modeled from him what I do now. I want the respect and I, I try to respect my students as much as he respected us. And it just kind of shaped me without knowing. Do you still keep in touch? Well, not necessarily, but he's still in the district of where I grew up. He actually moved up the chain and he's a principal of uh, mm-hmm. a very large school now. Um, so, you know, small town America, everybody knows everybody kind right. of thing. Uh, so anytime I would see him at, I, I think randomly, I saw him at a Taco Bell once getting, uh, a taco and <laughs> we just sat there and had lunch together. And that was maybe five, six years ago. So that was the last time. Well, if you ever see him again, uh, you, maybe you can send him this podcast when it's published. <laughs> you a good show. I'm sure he'd like. I'm sure he'd like to to hear it. That'd be uh, that'd be great. Okay, so when you went to university and you did your German um, your studies and you went to Germany, were you uh, um, you were definitely knowing that you wanted to get into teaching professionally, right? Yes, that is correct. Yeah. Okay. And and when when did that start? Do you think that kind of want did it was it there in you know in grade five for example that that you wanted to be in front of students in a classroom? It's a really good question. Um, not honestly too sure exactly where it started. I my mother was a teacher. My sister went into teaching. Uh, yes, yeah, a my good father, start. <laughs> yeah, my father was a coach. I mean, I. The funny thing is, I think in American universities, you kind of go to university to find out what you want to do, mm. as opposed to going in with a plan already. At least for me, it was. I Like I said, I transferred uh, from elementary ed to German. Um, but I think I wanted to be a teacher just because formative years with Mr. Kimple, my favorite teacher, and then my mother was a teacher and my sister was a teacher. I think it just kind of shaped who I am. Uh, and I rolled with it, I think. Yeah. Another thing you brought up there, this whole university thing, we go to university. It's quite the same in England, actually, with the mind that we'll work out what we want to do when we're at university kind of stuff. And I think in a right. way, that's where modern school, the education systems throughout the world fail us. 
Because, you know, when we join school, I believe it should be the sole objective uh, for a school to really work out what's your mojo, Drew. You know, what, where, where's your skill? Where's your stardust? Because all of us have it. Most of us go through our life never understanding what it is, of course. Um, and, mm. and, and then we really probably should know before we invest all that money and, you know, stuff when we go to university, what we really want to do. So anyway, there's my little, my little rant about that. Let's go back to you, Drew. And, uh, and get okay. into your, uh, your current teaching position in Turkey. Yeah, so I have been at my current position for four years now as a primary ESL teacher. I am a department of one. We are a very small school, only about 150 so students. Uh, so I teach all primary ESL, and then with the occasional middle school class, uh, which is only about maximum five students. And yeah, I love it though. It's 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 in warm, sunny Izmir, Turkey, right on the Aegean. So uh, yeah, sounds wonderful. Uh, you're the head of department then, Drew. I guess you could technically <laughs> say that. Uh, <laughs> <I'm> not... <laughs> Uh, I haven't put that on my CV yet. I was so. say, <laughs> if only you'd have done that for the American school in Guangzhou, that could have pulled you through. Uh, okay, no, no, I'm I'm being completely stupid, of course. But um, yeah, you said that you met your your partner, your wife, perhaps um, in Turkey. You're not alone. Correct. Uh, so when I first came to Turkey, I actually lived in Ankara, which is the capital city, and it's kind of inland. It's in Anatolia. Uh, it's just a region of Turkey. And we both were working at the same language school. That's where I first started. And we met each other there. And then I moved up into uh, a private Turkish school, an elementary school, teaching English, again, ESL. And then we moved cities from Ankara to Izmir because we wanted sunnier weather and we liked Izmir more. And I fell into this position. Yeah. So leads me in well to say, how did you get the job? So you fell into it. Well, not necessarily. I think a lot of it goes about uh, who you know sometimes. Yeah. Of course, yeah. what you know is very important, but who you know seems to be a lot of uh, how how some people get positions. And there was an emergency hire at my school. They, somebody did a midnight run, and um, <laughs> I knew someone uh, who had who's still working here, and he laid my CV on the principal's desk, and I got an interview, and there it was <laughs> no love it I, I like that midnight run of course alluding to the great movie uh midnight express would i be right in saying <laughs> I suppose so. <laughs> and, and I, I hope that didn't um it wasn't the same experience for the teacher no. that did a midnight <laughs> run. okay so so uh, brilliant uh, where you are now izmir if i've said it correctly um yes so, I mean, you describe it's on the next to the sea. I, I mean, yeah, how, how is that? Can you give us a brief description of Izmir? Absolutely. It used to be um, called Smyrna, ancient Smyrna, which is the Greek word for Izmir. And it's which literally means translates to the Pearl of the Aegean. Mm. And it's it's very nice. There's direct flights to Gatwick, Stansted during the summer times, uh, London airports. Mm. There's it's. Pretty much, uh, it's about a city of 4 million people. The beaches are the best beaches in Turkey. Wow. And they're only about 40 minutes from the city center. So during the summertime, it gets to about 38 to 40 degrees Celsius. 
So you're constantly at the beach for two months straight. <laughs> wow. And, and so in terms of like interesting places to visit, uh, clearly I, I would be at the beach. Um, but anything sure. else that stands out there if you came to Izmir for, for, for a little trip? Absolutely. The clock tower is famous. Uh, it was gifted by Wilhelm II, and it still stands to this day. Uh, the, uh, it's called the Ascensor, which is French for elevator. It was built by, um, there's a former, uh, how can I say, back before the Ottomans ruled uh, Izmir or before the Turks ruled Izmir. There were a lot of different nationalities and races like Armenians, Jews, uh, Kurds were living here, Turks, uh, Greeks, Pontic Greeks. And the elevator was made by a Jewish man who wanted to go down from the uh, top of his hill down to the synagogue to pray. So he built this huge elevator on the side of a cliff, which gives you a panoramic view of the whole bay. And there's a restaurant on top. So worth going. Well, wow, that sounds pretty cool. So how was it powered originally? Uh, good question. Uh, electric, I guess. I'm not sure. Honestly, didn't think about it. Uh, it was built in, uh, I think, 1903. Uh, okay. I can't remember. Huh. Yeah. I just imagined like loads of beefed up men pulling a wheel around, you know, as, as he pulled <laughs> up to the top to go to go home. Uh, OK, well, that's 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 nice. I bet that's a lovely view when you get to the restaurant. Gorgeous view. Absolutely. Yeah. The whole huh. bay. Uh, how about that okay so favorite things uh that you enjoy i mean you've been six seven years now there drew uh what's what's mm. your favorite tidbits of, of living life in in turkey definitely the food i mean the turkish food is fresh olive oil cheese the freshest produce i've had anywhere if i was still in america i wouldn't be able to eat anything close to what i'm eating now just mm everything handmade by you know it's all fresh ingredients uh, i just love it um i really enjoy being able to go down to the seaside for a restaurant and sitting by the sea and not paying that much honestly it's a relatively ex inexpensive city uh and not too many people have heard of izmir so it keeps it really local actually uh, it's the third largest city in turkey but it just kind of Istanbul just kind of overpowers everything really in the, in the country. So if you're ever in Izmir, just go by the sea and you'll have a great time. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, uh, to summarize it, then it's uh, great food and a cheap place to live. I mean, that sounds just like my kind of place. Yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, let's go back to teaching. Now, you've, you've sure. obviously been in Germany and have you taught anywhere else bar Germany and in, in, in back home, Drew? No, only uh, in Turkey, actually. Uh, this is where I've really gained some formative years as well. Um, yeah. To shape my methodology and uh, learn a different culture and language. So I've been here since I was 23. I'm 29 now. So, yeah, it's 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 it, when you say it out loud, it's 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 kind of surreal. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's what good old podcasts are for. And when you're old and even wiser than you are now, you can listen back to this and go, oh, my gosh. It certainly puts perspective on it, which is why I love doing these um, audio memories, as I, as I like to say. 
Are you looking to further your career in education? Teach Now offers a convenient online teacher preparation and master's degree program completed anywhere in the world. Reach Now for Teach Now. Ain't no time for defeat now. Teachers get off your seats now. Future generations need you now. Work with people all over the world in a collaborative, activity-based teaching environment. To learn more, visit teach-now.edu. Expertise that is really outside of the box. In terms of teaching, though, uh, you're, in, you're in an international place now. Um, in terms of the makeup of the classroom, is it generally, is it very international or is it mostly Turkish uh, students? How does that work? What's the, the demographics there? Well, by Turkish law, we are not allowed to uh, take Turkish citizens. Right. Uh, they've implemented that law. But we have, uh, Turkey is a NATO country. And one of the largest NATO bases is in Izmir. So we have a lot of students that are children of NATO parents, like Polish NATO, Spanish NATO, British NATO. Mm. Uh, we have, um, there's Korean tobacco company and Japanese tobacco company. So we have Korean and Japanese students. Um, yeah, we're, we're really well balanced international wise. Mm. I mean, would you say there's anything specifically different uh, if you were to take the perspective of, say, teaching back home or, or thinking about teaching back home and teaching where you are in Turkey, Drew? I think, uh, it, I don't know. I think the, the because the, the students are generally military, uh, family-oriented, I think my students are a bit more disciplined, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, so than they would be in, say, an American public school. It's just, and it's, it's an international school, so the parents are also, a lot of them paying out of pocket. So I think the, the children know that a bit too, that they're valuing their education um, a lot more than, say, just a public school. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly one of the huge benefits that many teachers say, isn't it, about teaching internationally? And I think I think you're spot on there. Same here, same yeah. here in, um, in China. Okay, well... Like myself, you went on the Teach Now uh, teacher certification program, didn't you? I did. Yes, just completed in December. Okay, okay. Well, congratulations on that. And so, what was the reason for for doing that, Drew? Yeah, what was the essential push? Because you've been in Turkey for quite a while doing teaching. Right. Uh, I wanted to um, get certification. I ended up not getting my German teaching qualification. I just couldn't pass the praxis exam for German, oh, really? uh, so it was it was difficult for me. Uh, I'm not a test taker, but <laughs> so I wanted to, and I had, how can I say? After I did my university, I went and did a CELTA, and my CELTA really kind of helped me with monitoring and understanding students. So I I wanted to continue that path of English mm -hmm. as opposed to German. And also just generally being a native speaker of English, the opportunities are much easier for me to find a position. Mm -hmm. And I want to continue on the international path. So I needed some sort of certification to show that I was worth my salt, I should say. So I got the ESL certification uh, because it is my position and it is my passion. I was growing as an English teacher and I wanted also to, to learn more uh, about the modern trends and the modern uh, technological advances. So I something that I could do while I was still in Turkey 
and I found Teach Now, and I'm so happy I did. Yeah, and I totally hear you and, and agree with that. It's just a perfect program, especially like us teaching internationally. But um, in terms of like a, a big good nugget that you took from it, Drew, I mean, what, what was the main thing that that you learned through doing the program, uh, you know, helping you with the EL, ESL side of things? Uh, definitely reflection. I have been able to really see what kind of teacher I am what kind of teacher I've been and what kind of teacher I want to be. And not just me personally, but also seeing what it is my students need to learn, have learned, want to learn, are learning, all those tenses in English. So uh, I, I really wanted to, by going in and collaborating with other teachers from around the world in different subjects where you could learn from them because no one teacher has all the answers. Mm. So I, it was really beneficial for me to see physically what I was doing and have my mentor who works with me, you know, during the clinical practice yeah. in the last eight weeks, have her really come in and dissect what I was doing and being able to learn from that and having my students basically learn English better and being able to cater to their needs more. Spot on. Right. Challenges uh, about being where you are now in Turkey. Doesn't sound like you've really got so many, um, but I'm sure there, there must have been a few things. Any challenges that come up, Drew, in terms of teaching or, or living in, in Izmir or, or, or where you were before? Well, I, I challenges would come with anywhere that you live, I think, especially if you're an expat. Uh, just certain things that they do here, meaning Turkish people, they do here. Mm. I just, I, it doesn't click with me sometimes, but some, that also goes if they would come to America. Some things are just different uh, wherever we live. Uh, challenges teaching-wise, I think, uh, just comes with differentiation, my learner, differentiating my learners. Yeah. Uh, it's really quite, because I have small numbers, it doesn't make it easier it actually kind of makes it more difficult, I think, because you've invested. You've invested in. I have two students, for example, in one class. I've invested a lot in their education, just by getting to know them and their needs and their uh, how they learn and what kind of learners they are. So being able to hit all their skills and their learners' needs actually is. Quite a challenge. Yeah, I definitely hear you. Differentiation, always a challenge for us teachers. I, I guess I have to ask you what you said earlier. You know, it's funny. We all have different nuances, idiosyncrasies, different cultures that we either like or, or find a bit frustrating. I mean, can you give me an example of something in Turkey that, that you know, just doesn't kind of float your boat? Personal space. <laughs> right, really, uh, yeah. Yeah, they, sometimes they like to just nose right in I, I i guess i should say you know asking personal questions uh, right off the bat after just meeting standing very close not queuing um those kinds of things <laughs> well well drew i tell you if you do come to move to china you'll be well versed in learning the patience to deal with that kind of stuff so right. Uh, yeah right okay <laughs> magic one time then i'm going to ask you a few questions uh nice and quick if you can here we go we're gonna dance to the left hand side 
Andrew, favourite game you play in your class? I like to play Hot Seat. Favourite tech tool you use? The iPad uh, for Raz Kids. There you go. Love a bit of Raz. Favourite sentence you like to say to your students? Honestly. Cut and glue for Mr. Drew. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, I think. Can we repeat that, please, again in the edits, researchers? That's brilliant. Cut and glue for Mr. Drew. Cut and glue for Mr. Drew. Okay, very nice. I like it. Uh, okay, if I could wave a magic wand, what could I give you that could help your classroom or school? Professional development. Ooh, okay. And finally, give us your favourite teacher's tip tool, website resource, or person of educational inspiration. I think I mentioned Raz Kids, so I'm, I'm really happy with Raz Kids in the classroom. I use yeah. that a lot. Yeah, I think we're going to research this contact, Raz Kids, really. They should be giving us some advertising funds to keep us going here, to keep the wheel cranking. <laughs> we always say a positive <laughs> thing about Raz. Uh, one thing I will say about Raz, it is a little bit difficult in China without VPN sometimes. It can be really slow. Uh, you know, when the children yeah. turn a page at home, I get that often from parents. It takes so long. And actually, I've noticed, Drew, uh, sorry to digress, on the younger <laughs> books for the younger ages, there's animations in them, which yeah. I, I really don't understand why they need to do that. It really clogs up the megabytes, you know, if you have not so good uh, internet. Uh, I'm sure you don't probably experience that in Turkey, but it's certainly an issue for us in China. So Raz, if you're out there, listen in and get it sorted. Yeah. We don't need animation for stories. What's going on? They can do all that on computer games, huh? We can start a debate if you'd like. <laughs> no, 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 Drew. I'm, I'm already being told we're plushed for time, as they say. People apparently <laughs> listening to podcasts now need to have them like 10 minutes or 15 minutes long. You know, oh, I'm too busy to listen to podcasts. Uh, what I say, of course, is, well, if you're too busy then just don't bother listening there's, there's tons of podcasts yeah. out there and uh if you can't do half an hour you can't do half. of course you can always pause it drew um and come drew. back to listening to your wonderful story later uh okay so guess the gap time let's get into that see if um see if i can beat another teacher here we go oh we chat waiting we chat waiting we chat waiting me we chat waiting we chat waiting come to my party <laughs> Uh, by beating uh, Drew, of course, it's only a fun little game. Uh, if you get it right, of course, wonderful. Uh, if you don't, then wonderful too. Uh, I'm going to give you this anonymous quote again and see if you can fill in the gap. Here we go. Teaching blank all other professions. What are you thinking? I'm thinking I just... I had a couple, but then this one popped in my head. Teaching defines all other professions. Oh, oh, I'm looking at the fate. Oh, it's a positive. OK, apparently it's good, but not good enough. <laughs> Actually, I think it, it sounds absolutely perfect. Teaching defines all <laughs> other professions. And, and, and I'm getting the answer now. I, OK, yeah, right. Yeah, here we go. Teaching creates all other professions. Uh. Uh, so close synonym i i uh, think so I, I i'd actually like to give it to you I, I and i just think as you're our first teacher in turkey i think okay draw a draw it's been we'll take a draw how about that 
Liverpool won, but you guys, it's okay. So we'll take the draw. Hey, here. there you go. Manchester United supporter listeners coming in. Yeah, <laughs> recently lost to Liverpool. And uh, as Alex Ferguson once said, uh, <laughs> yes, you'd knock us off our perch, but I'm afraid the bird is standing back up. <laughs> okay, right. You're going to put your contact details, Drew. If anyone, of course, interested in talking to you more about Turkey and whereabouts you are in lovely Izmir, they can contact you through the show notes. Any future plans? You said you were looking at perhaps going to China. Uh, anything else you'd like to add? Professional development you mentioned? And yeah, what, what future plans do you have as a teacher out there at the moment? I've just recently applied for a master's in TESOL from the University of Nottingham. Uh, oh. So, and it's completely online distance learning. So Teach Now really sparked my interest in online learning. Uh, my future plan is hopefully completing that ma- or starting that master's in February of 2020. Wow. So you're off one one uh, course and onto another, Drew. That's uh, good for you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Not good for my wallet, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. And, and statistically speaking, as you know, I'm sure from being from the States, uh, having a master's really can help with, with getting more pay you know, on the pay scale. Uh, I have been told that that's where it stops. I think in the States, if you go up to getting a doctorate, it doesn't seem to really help that much. That's what I've been told by a few teachers, but certainly having a master's in your pocket is no bad thing at all. Uh, Great stuff. Keep on growing. Keep on teaching. Lovely to have you on. And as we always say, keep in touch. Listeners, this is China Jedi. If you're an English-speaking teacher from anywhere in the world and you have a bachelor's degree but need an official and accredited teaching license to get a job, get a visa to teach abroad, or most importantly to learn all those things you wish you knew before you stood in front of 30-plus students, then reach now to Teach Now and secure a professional U.S. District of Columbia license in as little as nine months. Online in no time, low cost, high quality, Teach Now. Get in the game. Immediately receive a $100 discount of your tuition by signing up to the Teach Now program by the link www.teach-now.edu forward slash China Jedi. May the smile be with you.